Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Jim, got a question for you. Something no just, way. Yeah. Something's just per- percolating, percolating since last night. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw Jürgen Klopp's post-match interview. Jürgen, no. A, 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 a game at which Liverpool had won 5-1 against West Ham. Is that correct? Great victory, yeah. 5-1. Yeah. But he just said... Not happy. Fans are a bit sh- no. Yeah. Paraphrasing, aren't you? Not, not word yeah. for word, is it? <laughs> Which went proper bread. Fans are a bit sh- Fans are a bit sh- um, I think, and, 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 and I guess my question is, does he have a point? Do the fans have a responsibility? A couple of questions here. Do the fans have a re- responsibility to uphold the famous atmosphere of, uh, of Anfield? Right. Or... Do they need to wait to be entertained or or or, um, or or ignited, or is it difficult after the damp squid, which was the biggest game of their season last week, to get up for that West Ham game? Because they were, ex- yeah, that, 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 I guess that's where I want that's your, to that's sort of delve into. Yeah, that's right. what I want to delve into. I I've got to be honest. I, I heard I heard his words, and uh, you know, useful for debate. I'm happy to get into the weeds of it. I've got to be honest. I felt I got a tingle down there after that. I I would love to hear that in in the exact context of which it's meant. I listened to him talking about a sh- enormous game at home against a title rival, where. Deep down, you two don't know who's better right now. Like that's another question for us to, to to take on today. Like who is better at Liverpool or Arsenal? But so with that game on the horizon, and he's up for that clearly. He wants it, and he wants to he wants to challenge the fans to be up for it because he knows it can make a difference. So it's not for me. I thought it. Was, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. 
I think it's class. I think it's like, it because, because he knows exactly what he's doing. He I knows think he, that fundamentally... And I'm fine with that. If I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, cook, I'll be absolutely gasping for the start of that game because you've got the... What he's saying is you have the opportunity to make a difference. And yes. that's like fans being actually, uh, you know, uh, facilitated and being able to make a difference. That's yes. amazing. So it's nonsense yes. if anyone wants to. Has anyone critiqued that? People have critiqued course, that. And, I find that and mad. just like having, having a gleeful um, hop around because they get the opportunity to dig out Liverpool fans, as is football fandom, right? If you're having a, if you're having a sensible conversation about it, Klopp has played, played an absolute blinder. Stunning. Right, he has. Yeah. He has. Um, and it, it's testament to show the faith he has and the, and the knowledge, the fact that he has, that he knows he's the club, he's the institution. But Liverpool are massive. But right now, they are Klopp's Liverpool, right? And it sure. goes back to kind of what I was seeing last week is you need that inst- institutional character to lead your club. Yeah, Klopp is that for Liverpool. He can say anything, absolutely anything, uh, within the realms of decency. Uh, to to uh, and, and the Liverpool fans will, will say, all right, we trust you. We understand. They won't take that as an affront, but it does give. They do now have to deal with the fact that there is going to be a, a fallout, and because um, there is a conversation to be had about whether or not the Anfield atmosphere is as legendary as as the Sky Sports and everyone, whatever you believe. I'm not saying it isn't. I don't know, but yeah. sometimes it's, it's flat well, like any big club. Yeah, well, so because Gary Neville said that a lot, he kept saying that, didn't he, in the Man United game? Kept talking yeah. about the atmosphere. Kept saying it's flat. Obviously, I wasn't there, so I, I presume he's correct in what he's saying. And I think what what seems to happen with Gary Neville's commentary this year, or maybe I've just noticed it, or maybe he's always done it, is he f- he'll find his thing and he kind of keeps going back there. I noticed it uh, a few times this year, and I, like, I can't imagine how difficult it is to do co-commentary. So, you know, whatever. I really Yeah, no, it is really so difficult. I'm not, so I'm not digging him out. And, he, and, and often you'll know, Jim, that you forget that you've used words. You, you, you Simon Jordan does it. Simon, someone who's articulate as him, will use the word priced into thinking 16 times a show. Really? Yeah, and, and I get done for fundamentally what there's a few a few I get done for, yeah, but um, fundamentally I get, I get done for. But you're just, you're not thinking about how to reach different parts of your vocabulary or things to talk about. Sometimes you have to sit back, especially if you're live and there are millions of people watching, you have to sit back on what you're comfortable with and what you've agreed with. Yeah. It's really difficult to... If that's what Gary Neville's doing, to your point. Like, well, and the same for me. So I get to do it in quiet, right? So I, I, sit, I sit here and I watch it and then I'm looking at other things and I'm, I'm trying to go, what's the story here? What's the story of the of the match that I can sort of put forward in a video quickly yeah. afterwards? So the pressure's on. But I can just, I can look at it and look at it and formulate and message Kai and we're chatting and we're chatting and we're chatting and we're going down this road. And once I'm, once I'm happy with that, then I'll, I'll, okay, right, let's look elsewhere. So, but he can't yes, do, do that, that in the moment. He literally has to talk about it. So it's understandable that he keeps going back to those things. But I think the mix of, I think there's an under, I've seen it like, and a lot of lot of our peeps will know when they support a team that goes through leagues, you have periods when you're kind of too good for that league and really, really dominant. And then there's times when you're like poor. And when you're, when you're a bit too good, often you kind of you just there isn't that tenacity or bite in in you as a fan because you're just expecting to win i think that's well, listen, that's the hardest thing for man city that's the hardest thing for man city of course like they're utterly expected to win so the atmosphere is not going to be that it's hard i absolutely. think it's really hard 
So that was the problem. Also, with no, you're right. You're right. Definitely. I, I, I think less the issue. I, I think that it was clear, apart from the first 10 minutes, that this wasn't going to be as easy for Liverpool fans as, to, 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 to experience as they, they thought it would. Everybody thought that they were going to steamroll, steamroll United. And we had the conversation last week about football doesn't always go that way, but we were all convinced that it would be a you know, two or three, four nil Liverpool win, right? And as it turned out, Manchester United were pretty competitive. They'd much better than before. They had chances to score, yeah. right? So for all that reasons, that's going to change the that change the sort of dynamic of the atmosphere inside the stadium. And so when you're realizing, oh shit, this is tight, and Manchester United might score, that enthusiasm is replaced with nervous energy, and yeah. you don't sing and scream when you're nervous about that. And and like I said, like you imagine all of the conversations from all of these Liverpool fans going in, giving it to all their Manchester United. We're going to batter you. We're going to because that's correct as well, right? Mm. You've got to go early. You've got to back your team. But the whole world thought they were going to batter Man United, and they didn't. And th- that energy, I'd imagine in the stadium, like I said, but we'll, we'll return to nervous energy pretty quickly. Um, then to have West Ham next in a League Cup, which despite what everyone says, no one in the top six. Apart from Spurs, no, I mean, even we don't take it seriously. We should, we should, you but we don't should. take it. No one really takes it seriously. The clubs do, but as fans, you're not really looking at the League Cup and going, oh, I'm desperate to win that. They went into that game against West Ham expecting to win. They annihilated them pretty much the entire game. West Ham had a weakened team. So it's difficult to get up for. What I didn't like what Klopp said is he said, oh, maybe it's the amount of games that you've got to go to. Like, if not, give your ticket to someone else. I, I think I heard that. It just I turned the radio on. You yeah. said something about giving your ticket. The I like, games you have to play. And you might- I think you can do it two ways. So you can go, what, what he's really saying is, I need you up for it here, guys. And if you're not up for it, give your ticket to someone else this week. He's talking to the proper fans. He's not talking to the tourists that will, will have got a ticket somehow. So I, again, I think when I'm listening to him, I'm imagining if I was a Liverpool season ticket holder, well, you know, Liverpool fan, full stop, who's really invested in it properly. And he's saying, you know, even to say you've had an average game and you've won that game on a Wednesday, on that, uh, what day is it? What day was it yesterday? Wednesday. Then you can, I think if he went to, sat down quietly to someone and went, that was a little bit lackluster, mate. We got asked on Sunday. I need you to be up for that. If you're not up for it, I need you to tell me because I'm going to pick someone else. That, you go, Hey boss, I'm like, do, yeah, do it won't. to me, boss. I can play. Like, be a lot Jim, of also, like if if you remove all of like your fucking, if you are a Liverpool fan and you're hurt by that, like fucking get over it, grow up, right? Because yeah, yeah, you're you've just had a manager say to you in uh, that wasn't good enough, that wasn't loud enough, that isn't going to help us. And as you said, Jim, let's fucking this is go. How you is do what you're saying really, this is this is how you do your part, right? And if you can't do it. Give it to someone else. Oh, no, no, but I've been, I, I've been going to Anfield for 45, 50 years. And, um, you know, that's my seat. And, you know, no one will tell me what to do. Right? <laughs> I've had that season ticket for 50 years. Yeah. And I'm a season ticket and, and you know, uh, do you know what? I'm sounding very London here. Like, maybe I'm talking to mm. some other sets of fans. But, the, um, I've, you know, there's a sense of, resp- of, of because they pay in, they, they, don't, they owe nothing to the players who earn for, a fortune. <laughs> anyway, the... What he's saying, he's saying he's creating and, 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 and building a foundation instead of damaging this idea that Anfield is a cauldron, he's creating it again. 
He's saying, you wait. And the atmosphere against Arsenal on Saturday will be, be incredible. It will be incredible because of this. Totally. He's, he's played a, he, like you say, Jim, he's played and, an absolute... And there's, there's some, if you, if you sort of zoom out a little bit, there's also, you need energy in every way you can get it when you're playing the amount of games that they're playing. Another thing he's very keen to ram home is that Arsenal have had a whole week to prep for this game. We haven't. So he's one, he's nervous about that. And two, I think there's something a bit deeper here where one thing that Arteta showed an element of vulnerability with, so it's not one to hammer him for, but it's it's something he has revealed has been the problem he has had at Anfield as a player and then as a manager. So mm. a game like this, I think there's an element of mind games there from Klopp that he smells a bit of blood and he he needs it. They need it. And I mean that in the best possible way. Like, this is what sport's about. So can you get yourself to a position to be in those big moments and those big games? And so for Liverpool and Arsenal, Klopp knows it. And what I love about Klopp is that he always attacks. Every manager has their own personality, right? But every moment like that, he attacks with such, like, positivity and tenacity. And I think he sees this as a game of there's a lot there's a lot that we don't know. There's a lot of conversations of can Liverpool do it or can Arsenal do it? And I think most people overall at the start of the season were saying it's Ars you know, it's Arsenal Man City again. Liverpool, no, I'm not sure about the defence, I'm not sure about the defence. And I, yeah, I'll, but it, it's it's building blocks, right? So a game like this, and I I mean maybe we could have a quick look at Liverpool's fixtures aside from that. Like after that. You know, those are that might carry you through to the next sort of set of games to kind of win those, and then you get into January and it's on, right? But these games, like the psychological battle of it and getting a victory in those games, is, is so important. So he knows that. Mm. But so Burnley away after that, um, Newcastle, well, I mean, if Newcastle Newcastle win four, point four, four. Four points clear of uh, Liverpool if Arsenal win at Anfield. Like that's like then then you're starting to really have conversations. You're already having conversations about Arsenal, obviously, unfortunately. But do you think? Because I think the Liverpool the Liverpool team is. I was going to say the Arsenal team is certainly here to stay, right in the top top three or something. As much as I'm sure that pains you, right? So what we always see there's like eras of sort of battles, right? And Arteta and Klopp have had a little bit, haven't they? They, those games have been quite spicy, like the Xhaka thing. We were chatting about they that. Can't the not be with, I mean, they're both knobheads, aren't they? So they're like they're gonna rub each other up the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You think it's, it's gonna, gonna, gonna be? It's not gonna be about Pep and Klopp. It's gonna be about Klopp and Arteta. Do you think? It, 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 I think. Look, it's whoever is in the title race. If it's a free horse race, then there'll be a needle between them. But there generally is two that go at each other. Klopp and Guardiola, it, it, do you know what? It always feels like with them, it's a, it's about ambition, and they're aware that they're the best, and that they've been they've been battling each other since for ten years, more than that, fifteen probably, if you include Bayern Munich when he's when uh, how long has he been at? Um, yeah, ten years, ten years, about ten years, mm. and um, so the, I think for them it's like a mutual old combatants going at each other constantly. Yeah. But I think all but Arteta's behaviour on the on the touchline is comparable to Klopp's. Whereas Arteta's Klopp I Klopp might imagine 
you're here. You don't be respectful. But he doesn't have the ability to be respectful. He's not a respectful human being. So he <laughs> he's he's one who is just dominated by his ambition for um for his football club. And you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but it will rile up and contribute to the atmosphere. If it's... there is a flashpoint moment mm-hmm. like 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 that one that we talked about on the ripple effect last week, you know, where 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 um Jacka was it? Zach, yeah, Jacka go goes still, into someone. Still not having it. Still not having the Jacka moment. But yeah, I get what you're saying. No, well, we'll listen to the, you know there was a conversation about it. Listen to the ripple effect. But the yeah. uh, the <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, th- those flash flash moments, and there will be some because it'll be highly competitive. All of that, all of the emotion, all of the, the relationships or that thereof between the two managers and the way they choose to deal with their frustrations will all lend into what should be one of the best games we see this year. Yeah. Saturday, by the way, Jim, can I just say, Go on. for sport, for anyone who likes sport, not just football, Saturday is incredible. Yeah, QPR, Southampton. Do you want to talk about that now then? That we... Absolutely. That Absolutely. That's going to be amazing. But there's a, there, if the people are living under the rock, there is, there is probably the best boxing card that there has ever been, certainly in the last three decades. I must have been living under a rock. Because I don't really. So, why? Why is this then? Who's? It's none of the big boys, is it? Yeah, Joshua's fighting. Uh, Wilder's fighting. All on the same card. Not um, each other though, are they? Nobody's. No, on, but they—they've signed to fight in March, so they're on the same card. They're All fighting right. two people that, that could both could both of them could potentially lose. Joshua's in a tricky fight, and then they'll fight again in um, in can March. His, can his opponent scrap? Can he go? Um, you know. Oh, he can. Yeah, I mean, he loves it. Yeah, he loves it. He'll get involved. Yeah, he'll yeah. throw. Quite he'll the pugil- throw. He's a pugilist. Um, he? <laughs> he's less. I wouldn't a pugilist. I wouldn't get. He's a. He's more of a street fighter than a pugilist. Right. I right. tell you, he's a, he's a lovely pugilist. Uh, I'm, I do miss Johnny Bourne. I do miss. Um, can I? No, but just quickly, and it does tie into football. The reason why this is happening, essentially, there is so much money being thrown at boxing by Saudi Arabia that. What's happening at football is powers into insignificance compared to how they're taking over boxing. Really, they've managed to get in. Yeah, in England, they've got, but but no one's complaining about it. Like boxing fans have less, fewer scruples than Liverpool uh, than the well, Liverpool fans, but also football fans. Yeah. But there aren't. There's not really any boxing fans going. I don't think this is good for our sport. Everyone's going. This is amazing, right? Right. And it's prize fighting, isn't it? Why. In its essence, right? It's about the money. It's a money first approach. You have. One hundred percent, James. You nailed it. Boxing is 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 about generating money for boxers, for promoters, for bookies. That's what it is about. Prize fighting, indeed. If you want to see the purest form of the sport, you watch amateur boxing, but no one does, right? Unless you're really, really into it. Um, yeah, it's not about knocking someone out, is it? Oh, just go fucking knock him out. <laughs> Don't hear that amateur belt. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's the that's a boxing equivalent of like those annoying shouts that you hear at the football where it's, where it's like it's a it's a goal kick and he's hit it long and then they've headed it and then they've headed it and then they've headed it, and then someone's like yeah. get it down <laughs> on the ground <laughs> get it down. <laughs> Mate, there is nothing. I don't know if you've ever been to a live knock him match. out. <laughs> one bloke, really knock annoying bloke. Knock him out. He's got his massive gloves on and a fucking helmet. It's hard, Jim. <laughs> it's like you know when there's it, it, there's this weird energy when you're in a when you're watching boxing, especially if you, if you're you're, a, you, you're the home favorite has the majority of the crowd. 
And there's this undulating noise and, and attention. Every eye is on the, on, on the ring. And you see a fighter coming forward and he's, he's starting to land blows. And this, you hear it. It's sort of like this cacophony of, of, of fucking masculinity. And it's like, <laughs> rah, rah, rah. yeah, it was, it's, I, you know, it, you shouldn't love it. It, it. There's a lot. There's a lot wrong with boxing. You're, you're essentially paying to watch one man render unconscious another man, mm. which is weird when you really think about it. Like, what are we doing here? But when you, you're there, you get swept up in it. Anyway, look, it's, it's brilliant. And, and, and I can't wait to go and see another fight. Right? The, the, the thing is, is that what they've been able to do in the same way that they've been able to manipulate football to some degree with their money is... They've been able to get the two biggest promoters in Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren to work together and put their fighters on the same bill. Right. right so this is a Queensbury and, and Matchroom promotion. It's mainly Queensbury. But, so you've got fighters from both stables in the same building, operating in the same area, working towards fights with each other. And the only difference from between that then and now is Saudi Arabia. And that's it. Well, and, and the money that Saudi Arabia provide, right? Exactly, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The oil, the oil money. So sports washing is, is well and truly in full swing. Three cheers for sports? No, two seconds. I mean, when it comes to boxing, three cheers for it. Three, right. <laughs> okay, yeah, because boxing, right. the thing is, boxing never confusing, came to these It sports. is confusing. <laughs> I can't figure out. Yeah. yeah, all right. I thought there was some moral fibre in some of this. No, I thought, it, I thought no. you could transfer it across, but not in boxing. <laughs> Just in no, football. Well, football. Football holds it up as a bastion of good, right? It, it's just a good thing. It does good. It, it saves lives. It helps. It, it perpetuates good, positive political ideas and all that stuff, whether you believe it or not. Football holds itself up on a pedestal. It does. Yes, boxers so cool. like we don't care. Yeah. This is what we're doing. It's not. It's legal. It's fine. Fuck off if you don't like it. It's that kind of energy. So I've started watching the uh, Netflix doc, uh, the golf one. I think it's called Full Swing or something like that. And it it, it gets to the sort of live golf bit. And, and, and yeah. the the best bit of journalism in terms of a, a, a you know a question that just utterly works and cuts through all the rubbish is that they they go. They, they talk about if Putin was putting on, if Putin was going to pay you an, enough money, would you go and play in Russia? And he goes, that's, and Paul's panicking. He's going, spe- speculation, speculation. Love <laughs> 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 the, the Amazing is the world he's in. He's going, that's currently speculation. I haven't been offered anything from, just to be clear, guys, I haven't been offered anything by Putin yet. But then the journalist goes, what I'm trying to say is, is there, if the money was right, are there any moral grounds of which you wouldn't <laughs> take the money? And, yeah, and he I, doesn't I, answer it, but he course, does answer what, it. He goes, "What is what? Deep down, what he's saying, and obviously this is incredibly difficult for everyone in the world. And when it comes to that moment for you, that's a tough thing to sort of turn your back on because money literally is currency and can change the world. Ian Poulter can't speak, and he's not going to speak. He's going to deal with that awkward moment, and then he's going to go and count his money." That is that is Literally. the world we live in. Absolutely, and he will forget that interview. He'll forget it even exists. Like I got it, I got it the other day, Jim. Right, I got it the other day. Yesterday, last night, I was driving back from. Um, doesn't matter where I was going. I was driving back home, right? And um, I, I went. Sleep. All right, you must know. I went to see. No, no, I wish. No, uh, the amount of times, the amount of time, the amount of times at live stage, just, just going for a wee. Nosh. Oh, Nosh. can I tell you about right? Oh, I tell you about it. Can I tell you about it? Right. 
remind. I, I need to. I need to tell you about. Tell, tell me yours. Tell me yours first, because I'll yeah. remember. That. All right. All right. So I was. I was. <laughs> I tweeted a picture of us at Spotify. Yeah. Um. And I had my arm round Rory, which I assumed would get some kickback. Um, oh, right. From, Christ. Yeah, that always happened. Does it? And so I just said, oh, I, I typed in, I went, um, I just, uh, great to be back on Ripple Effect with, for my boy, James Alcott. Right. That was it. Picture of everyone. Some bloke who'd been following me for years, Soldier Soul, with a little crying emoji. And I'm like, I was sitting there, I was like, really ram, the... really ram it home with the uh, crying emoji. Do you, do you think that was tear. a long? Do you think that took a while to make that decision? But how do I? This hasn't got the punch I really want. Well, it's, Wolf, it's Wolf since stops not it's, doing it. <laughs> crying it's emoji. The, the, the the comments since been deleted, and I wouldn't mention it other than the fact that I was sitting there and I was thinking there is a difference between how I used to talk about football and how I talk about it now, right. and perhaps perhaps I've hardened in my. I, I couldn't really give a shit about the. The, the fucking health of the game really anymore whereas before I was like that was all I was all consumed by uh, like, I think there's more important things in my life to worry about than than such things anyway but that's not what he was talking about he was I think he was just mentioned it was the fact that I'm willing to sit next to Rory or whatever it might be which I am and it will never be an issue uh, but the goes to the point you was just making about P- Poulter or Henderson there is no the journalist can say that because he will never be in that position. He can ask be asked that question because he knows he's never he doesn't have the for whatever reason will won't be put in a position where he has to answer that question. As a journalist, you have to answer it, ask it, I guess. But for me, if it was mine, I'd say, What are you talking about? Do you know how much money they're offered? Do you know what that can do for my child's life? I don't give a shit about your pious question. When I go home, I see my kids, I see the world that I've created for them. I can see how happiness, how happiness can potentially bring to them that they can bring to their kids. That's how big this this money is. So you can stick your question up your ass, mate. That's what I would be saying. Yeah, it's difficult. I care more about them than your question. And that's, yeah. that's fundamentally what it is. I will do what I think is right through my career to support my family. And that's it. No, I get it. And I think that's what, that's what the current, you know, that was one of the comments. We didn't actually talk about Jordan Henderson in the top 10 moments pod that we did. Um, mm. But that was, Corny. I think that was, that was the baseline of it really was that he was, I think it was just the sort of, it was the gap in between of, well, we know why this has happened and you're, you, you know, you don't feel comfortable really saying it. So you're going to make something else up and and, and if everyone could see it. So that then so, becomes a story, obviously. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, the journalist, what's that got to do with people coming up to you and saying, "Nosh"? <laughs> Nothing. That just pops right. into my head. It was lovely. I was just going for having a piss, walked behind, didn't even hear, see the bloke. Just yeah. nosh. Yeah, right. Well, then. All of them bottled it, though. Not one yeah, person. Yeah, one blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, so, yeah. One thing. I came upstairs once. So, toilets were downstairs, guys. If anyone wasn't at the live show, for everyone that was at the live show, thank you. So special. Amazing to chat to you all properly as well and uh, and we had a good time i think i think we're getting there in terms of the show itself uh i think we had a good time we'll talk about that in a sec but yeah i the toilets were down the stairs so earlier in the night i came up the stairs and someone sort of like looked at me i can't remember who but, but basically he said he said is it weird going down there i went yeah i'm on like high alert all the time because i'm sort of going you know is, am i gonna get offered out for a blowy like or like mm. you know i want to get my i want to make sure i get my wee etiquette right you know all mm. this stuff Later on in the night, I've had look, I've had a few Guinness, all right? I've had a few Guinness. We've I've hoovered down a burger. 
It's been a long day. Okay, we've it's been non-stop, hasn't it? Did you have a burger, did you? Yeah. Well, two we, burgers. We, you no, had two burgers. No, we had a burger, didn't we? Before the uh, live show. I right? thought you had another. I thought we had another no, burger. <laughs> another burger. Pub. No, just just off the side. Give me two burgers. <laughs> no, <laughs> give me two burgers. No. And anyway, and I thought, sure, you know I could do with a. I just needed to have a number two. All right. You, you had a turnout in the pub. Turn, I needed a two. Needed a number two. All right. I need number two. And I thought, well, hang on. And then there's a moment here where I've got. There were times I felt like I needed the number two as well, but I didn't. We all do. An we all do a do do. I always say that. Not when there's like 200 people in the pub just for you. Well, I know, I know <laughs> but it was late, and I was thinking I might be all right here. Anyway, you open the door, and I'm thinking it's the moment. It's like who's going to see? Because that's that was that's the weird thing. Obviously, we've shut down this pub. There's no one in this pub apart from people that have bought tickets, which I couldn't get my head around because I was like going past people in the pub, and I was going. I was sort of going, oh, excuse me, thinking they don't know who you are, but obviously they do. But that's just a anyway, that's a surreal thing yeah. that is life now, but it's wonderful. Anyway, so I go and open the door and, the, and you know who you are because we were joking about it afterwards. And anyway, I'll come out and I just went and he's looked at me and he's gone <laughs> back, to, back to his thing. And I've gone, I've gone. I've gone, what? Yeah, I've have. I've panicked, I've gone the offensive. I've gone, what? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, I've had a shit. All right, I've had a shit. And he's gone, he's gone, he's like, no, I know. And I, I, no, I was just going to leave, I was going to leave it, mate. I was going to leave it. And we said this whole thing. It was so funny. It was class. And the whole live show was really, really good. We did the, is there anything Thomas Martin can't do? The, the Ainsley, so we had an Ainsley off. It was a mix between Ainsley Harriet and Naked Attraction, which worked. I was pleased with that. I wasn't sure if it was going to work or not, but it worked very, very well. It was. I thought it was struggling at the beginning with the feet. I thought I kept uh, going uh, to What the gym. did I say? And what did I say? <laughs> I said, "Stick with me. We're going to be just fine. Just need to get to the need to get to the second round." And the second <clears> round was great. Um, but yes, so uh, for those of you that weren't there, you missed out on that. So we will do another live show. Absolutely. Got massive, massive yeah. ideas in my little to, um... small brain that I want to turn into a reality next year. And so stay close, stay a part of it. And I think what's great is that everyone's kind of, you can see everyone becoming friends again, which is great. Um, so that yeah, was wonderful. Yeah, it was nice. It was a great, brilliant atmosphere in there, wasn't it? Yeah. Um... Once again, people, people disappoint. We got people disappointed with the diversity. That's not on us. That's not enough. Yeah, we, get, we get a lot of that, don't we? Look, you're the you're the audience. You have so, a yeah. word with yourselves. Yeah. What we sort, supposed to do yeah. about that? Sort your race out. Sort your race out. You know there were there were there were there were there were. I mean, the race show was quite small, but there was uh, there were people of different ethnicity. ethnicity there was there. Yeah. Just the majority of our of the content you produce is for young white men. <laughs> Clearly, I think fortunately, what I love though, I love that I've I've cultivated an audience that is. That that are are white and unhappy with the audience. <laughs> they're aren't there. Oh, oh, I'm not sure. I've they're so aware. I'm not sure. I feel comfortable in this establishment. There's yeah. too many Ma white people. <laughs> you're it's, white it's, too. Let's, yeah, you're you know, here. Let's, can we you're, not just all be people? <laughs> you're like you're like you're like someone who's stuck in a traffic jam, complaining about traffic and thinking they're not a part of the problem. <laughs> you're in the traffic jam. <laughs> yeah, that's a great analogy. Very good. Ollie anyway, Saint said it was a sea of twenties white blokes. It was, it was. of which you're uh, one. Yeah, of um, which you're one, Ollie. Can I? Can I just a couple of things in the live show? We did. We did get to the conclusion of of a quite a heavy debate that's been raging on over the last few weeks of the butter and the, the butter. Can you the, explain the, the, that? Well, we, yeah, we've been talking about this on the mailbag for a bit. If you want to become a patron and listen to these sort of conversations and get in on this in joke, 
um, then you can become a patron. Uh, the link is in the bio below. But you, we, 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 we had an ongoing discussion about whether or not if you're putting mayonnaise in a sandwich, do you need butter as well? And I'm, I'm of the persuasion that every sandwich you start with butter in the bread. Buttery base. Jim's saying, if it, yeah, it's a buttery base. It, Jim, Jim's, Jim's saying if you, if you have mayonnaise in it, then you don't need butter, right? So we had this debate out in the pub, and it ended by the pub more or less wholly shouting, screaming, butter, 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 which was one of the most surreal and funny experiences in my life. Yeah, because we so we established the argument. I was like, so what is the argument? We got okay. So I'm saying this, you're saying that, right? Hands up, who's with me? And it was sort of quiet. And then yeah, hands up, who's who's with Flav? And everyone's like, oh, it, was, <laughs> it was medieval butter. <laughs> it was it was great. Um, it was the, great. the other thing was me. There was two bits for me as well. Was that when we t- we talk about nosh, and instead of using nosh, I used the word blow. And everyone's like, whoa. <laughs> oh, really? That's too, that's too real. Too close. Too yeah, real. Did, you, right. did you not? You may be reading one of your questions at that time. But the, uh, he was, they was going, whoa, that's, that's too real. That was funny. <laughs> and the other one was when I was making a joke, was I'm pretty sure was going to land absolutely fine. Was saying that the, the losses, out, if you're not in the Premier League, if your club loses, it shouldn't really hurt that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, oh, yeah. And lost it. <laughs> A loss doesn't count unless it's shown on Sky Sports. Obviously, I was joking. There's a, there a couple of really confused people going, what? What? There's a Stoke fan and a Bristol City fan who are not happy with you at all. Right. That was hilarious. Well, a Stoke fan should realise that because he was in the Premier League recently. Exactly. I want to show something. So we did the Ainsley, so we did the Ainsley off. And Will, who, so we're going to get, we'll get to all the Ainsley stuff in just a second. But just to show you this from the live show, and again, another reason to get involved in the live shows in future. We want to make them bigger and better, more special as well. So uh, get involved. Um, can I make this bigger? I can. Right. So this was right. So we had round one, right? Which was everyone did their celebration, Ainsley celebration. And it was just the feet. And, we, and the whole crowd had to, to decide who should be voted out based on the quality of their feet. Within the Are you end showing something here, Jim? Yeah, I am. Sorry, I'm showing the first one. Hang on. I'll, I'll show oh, you. Right, okay. Here you go. Because, yeah, you need to see the other ones as well. Right. Got it? Yes. Good. So this was after the first round. So we then were going along and they people had to boo to vote for who they wanted to go out. Now, the Will Hester, who uh, is the man who took his shirt off through it, his girlfriend. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And then did his Ainsley, which we'll show and relive because it's in, spoiler alert, it's in the top three Ainsleys of the Ainsley celebrations, which we're going to reflect on. Um, yeah. He he gets voted out. His feet, his feet weren't up to much. Um, but we didn't moving, know that. Were they? They, we weren't getting it. Was, it was a resounding boo as well, wasn't it? Everyone was like, out. It, well, they forgot. They forgot that there was a screen up, I think. Yeah. Well, that was the kind of point, it was, wasn't it? To, to give that anonymity and that, that, that just, uh, opportunity. Move your feet. Yeah. Um, so here it was. And this is the moment where, where Will uh, missed out. But we obviously we don't know it's Will. We, we're expecting Will to go deep in this because yeah. of, of what we've seen before. Here you go. Oh, he's already taken his top off. <laughs> if you remember, uh, he always the one who did it in front of his missus on Twitter, as we we're going to, like as, as Jim just said, and that is why he came out with his top off because he's exactly when he came out, I was like, "You fucking legend!" Yeah, that was exactly the right thing to do. Great teeth Will had as well, by the way. Congratulations on those teeth, Will. Uh, right, let's uh, do Mate, some bits. He's a legend. He's an absolute... Let's do some bits for the podcast from the running order last week. And yeah, so we're going to get to Ainsley and Sex. So Jim Big Laugh Award. Zoom in. Here we go. Um, this is from last week's podcast for a couple of thoughts. So Flav, this is diabetes. Flav <laughs> declaring his support for any bullshit rule that supports his club while ominously inward burping is pure <laughs> cinema <laughs> it's like his yeah. conscience is trying to get out and he has to swallow it back down <laughs> that's well funny that's funny so that made me laugh so that's a nominee that's it last week uh, mario said uh, the first thing i'd do if i was drinking piss my podcast is state that i'm definitely not drinking piss because uh, last week i wasn't feeling great and i was on the lems it was lemsip it's weird that you had it in a in a like a AG one container though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I think the issue. Uh, but that did make me giggle. Um, and big burrito two three seven three. On any given night, there are two men that look like Poch and Postacoglu laughing in a bar in a Medi- in the Mediterranean or Latin American countries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the that made me laugh is that if you just, so everyone if you just close your eyes for a second yeah. and just and, and get them out of their tracksuits or whatever it is, but just imagine Poch. And and Postacoglu certainly has got like a, a a gold necklace which you can see and you can kind of see a bit of chest hair there and it, they're just somewhere hot but it's obviously it's, the sun's gone down and they're sort of about five drinks in little bit sweaty just just enjoying each other's company and having a giggle yeah. I can see it I can see it yeah. and I bet it's absolutely everywhere yeah amazing uh, so that was it uh, I had a live show recap butter we've done that that's good epic reframe. 
Jonathan Smith. So he's he's warned us early doors. He's gone hot take forward slash trigger warning. This is epic reframe after epic reframe here. Speaking with my pal about the plight of Man United, he said back Ten Hag and get rid of the players as they are the problem. I clapped back saying Ten Hag is spineless. The first test he had was when he got slapped by Brentford and instead of t- sticking to his principles, he bottled it and changed style to avoid losing games of football. Shows his weak mind, and that is uh, when he lost the belief of the players. And that's why they're underperforming. Then asked, his mate then asked, so who would you have instead? Which is always the question with Man United. You go, because well, I think there's been a thing with a lot of managers getting away with it, because you go, well, if you sack him, then when's, when's it going to stop? And that manager's got very lucky, because if you previous, you would have been gone, because there would have been other options. So he asked, who would you have instead? And Jonathan said, with my chest out, in my opinion, the best fit for Man United is Sean Dyche. He plays arguably the closest football to prime Fergie and would demand respect as no one would want to mess with him. Do you think Sean Dyche could get, get a better tune out of this Man United squad than Eric Ten Hag? Uh, so, yeah, but so what, at what cost? What do you mean? Um... Well, firstly, that most of what that guy said is nonsense. Like, it, like it's not a hot take; it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but after losing to Brentford, didn't they then go on to win the league, league cup and finish third in the league? But what is managing playing playing I mean, poor football? Apparently, I mean, to the, but, to, but the, but to the detriment of a lack of a philosophy, which I know you've been banging on a lot about this year. No, I know, but he didn't lose the dressing room if you then finish third and and uh, win a league cup. And then he's saying Sean Dyche, which the football be is not anywhere near what Prime Fergie's football was like. Uh, Prime Fergie's football, as per Japstam and Roy Keane and Gary Neville, who played in it, was a team that was completely on the front foot that left two centre backs back all the time. They won the treble that year, so that's Prime Fergie, isn't it? When I'm, Sean Dyche ever done that? I don't know. Well, I, I think it's interesting how what feels like not progressive football with Sean Dyche, which I think is harsh because they've they actually played some good stuff, is if you if you pick it up and put it in 1999, maybe does look like fast-flowing, really fun, exciting, attractive football. Do you think? You don't okay. know. I hope so. I'd love to see Sean Dyche at Man United. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. You'd have to, yeah. Imagine you'd have, to, like, you'd have to listen to a lot of Sean Dyche's voice. Uh, I'm fine with that. That's a lot in it. It's a lot though. I'd rather listen to I'd rather listen to Sean Dyche than it's a lot. Almost any top flight manager. Fair enough. So uh, oh, this is great. You know, this is just a great, this is great uh, prose. Is that the word? I read this and I thought that's really good. And and this is this is to wind you up, Flav. But I think you I, I know you, and you know I know you, and I know that you know that I know you. And yeah. I just, I think you'll rate this. I think you'll have, like, in a, in a weird way, you'll have huge respect for this sentence. Here we go. Oh, no. So this is directed at you. This is from DL, nuts, nuts, and weird game. Weird name, sorry. Uh, your refusal to see Arteta as anything but a petulant bad loser is kind of weird. You, have, you will eventually have to concede that what he's doing is a good thing. But I guess you just aren't there yet. Superb. I mean, I've said multiple times on this podcast. It's strong. It's powerful. It's demeaning. It's patronizing. Your refusal 
to see Arteta as anything but a petulant bad loser. It's kind of weird. You will eventually have to. Con- you will eventually have to concede that what he's doing is a good thing. But I, I just guess you aren't there yet. I wash my hands of you, Flav. There's nothing I can do. I think it's a really good sentence. I mean, yeah, it would suggest that he's really indifferent to my opinion, yet leaves Which is a comment. Good. But, Which is a good thing you know, to do, right? So there's no bite there. It's a good thing. It's, it's a good thing to pretend to be indifferent, but leave a comment. Yeah. The uh, the can <laughs> I, uh, as a rebuttal, uh, um, I would merely say that I've said on many occasions that Arteta has done an incredible job at Arsenal, and but you have to take into consideration every advantage he's been given. It's fine. That's what you want your manager to have the advantage. You want them to have an almost seemingly endless abundance of money. Um, to get everything you ask for all the time, and um, and then, um, on the back of that, you expect a club the size of Arsenal to be challenging for the league, and he's he's on par, really, for where he should be. And what manager gets five years? What manager loses his first three games and just gets given the the time that he has? He's in a position, and he's like I said, he's been given the advantage that almost no manager would be afforded, other than, um. Guardiola or Klopp or someone like that. So that that's what I would say. Well, my my comment about him is he's just he's a man baby, can't handle defeat. Hey, big that baby. was my comment. That's a fair to, that's a fair thing to say. It's nothing to do with his ability as a manager. If, is it is his um, childish reaction to something that doesn't go his way? Uh, do you know what I'd like? Right. I'm intrigued by this weekend because yeah, I've been I've been disappointed with Arteta a little bit this year, and I I liked him and I I backed him. I have backed him. He's on strike one and a half for me. So if he if he sort of if he disappoints me this weekend, that'd be a real shame. I don't want. Sure, we'd be right crushed about our our thoughts <laughs> on him, wouldn't he? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, has it come out yet, guys? Has it come out yet? <laughs> it's eight o'clock on a Friday. Has it come out? <laughs> got to do training, Mikel. I don't I've understand. got to know what Flav's saying about me. <laughs> yeah, what I don't understand is like why. Why are you defending it? Why do fans? This is a good. This is a good. Something good to talk about. We don't have to do it now. But why do fans feel like they have to blindly defend their player, the behaviour of their player and their and their um and their manager? And 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 this is this. And I'll just give you a case in point, And I'm going to take it to Tottenham. Actually, not Arsenal. Clever. Spurs fans. There was there was a tweet the other day that said that they looked at all of the cautions that have been given to all of the top centre backs in the league. And Romero's um, caution rate is something like, I can't remember the metrics, but it was at 43%, right? And Saliba was on 16%. Van Dyke, 23%. Like the, the, the clear outlier here was Romero. And the, the, the way the guy framed it was that there was some sort of bias towards Romero in, uh, or an agenda against Romero. That, no, that's not what's happening. He's a maniac. He goes into the traffic. He leaves his studs up. He goes through players. He does the type of... What, the way that he tackles invites cards. It's on Romero. Just because he plays for Tottenham doesn't mean you have to create some weird fucking tweet that has no basis. Defending him merely because he's a Spurs player. Just go, yeah, he's a dirty cunt. I love it. That's what I say. Conspiracy, I think. I think it's something against him. Of course. Yeah, he's at that. He, he will let you down. He will let you down. If say he's there for the next five years, he will let you down eight times in big games. But he will also be... He could be awesome in... 12, yeah, 20, 30, whatever. Right? What, you, uh, at some yeah, point yeah, you'll I mean, go, oh, no, I'm fed up with him, go away. 
no, no. When, there, there has never been, there has never been a, a player as good as him that gets bombed out of a football club because of his discipline in terms of his, his cards that he amasses. That doesn't happen. The quality of the footballer always overrides whether or not he picks up cards. Tell, but if you pick up cards, you get sent off, especially in modern game when there's VAR. You're gonna get, you're gonna become a liability because your team's gonna end up playing the same men. I do agree with what you're saying. It can be a liability. I'm just saying it doesn't happen in football where someone as good as him is sold because he picks up yellow cards. Okay. Uh, well, last week we were talking about uh, sort of words or sort of puns within the name of a football team. Uh, I can't remember what the what it was last week, but there was um. But- no, it was it was it was cr- it was names that f- rival fans used to describe the team rather than saying the actual name. <laughs> yeah, so, and we were having, North but we were having, yeah, that's it. We were having like a deep conversation about something, but someone had arrived late to the live, and so oh, just wrote probably. Preston rear end, <laughs> and so the top comment last week was him going, "I've just got to Preston rear end." <laughs> he just caught up, which is funny. But a lot of people put some new ones in here, so here's a few might might tickle you. At at Lawrence Penman. And I, I'd like more of this. I'd like it for players. I'd like it for anything. Can we create some new names here? I feel like this is, there's got something. As a Derby fan, Snottingham Florist has to be the personal favourite of mine for rival name calling. Florist. Is a florist negative? Snottingham Florist. It's just a bit, I guess. Yeah. Jack's gone with uh, Mould Trafford. Good, isn't it? Yep. That is good. <laughs> Mould. Yep. Ipdictown. <laughs> Ipdictown, yeah, that was good. Mate, fucking that, how good was that? Ipdictown. No, no, Town, but the, the, um, the Farmer's Derby, or the Six Finger Derby, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> the Tractor Derby. What? Six Finger Derby. <laughs> yeah, I live in the country with the Big Eared Boys. Yeah, you can say what you want. It, it, I can say what I like. Um, okay. Yeah, but that, that is, that's got to be up there. Because Ipswich are good, there was so much sort of, there was so much like there was a bite to it, yeah. And that 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 derby doesn't get recognised for what it is, the amount of hatred involved in it. Yeah, they really don't like each other. That's what I think. That's why I think Arsenal Liverpool is going to be amazing for for a long time. Because what makes it better is when you I don't know which team's better. Yeah, so, and that just tell. makes it class. Yeah, Arsenal are better. I think Arsenal are marginally, as the league would suggest, but the, the, just the, it just feels like they are further down the line than Liverpool are at this stage. But if you're picking one to win the league now, Jim, if you just had to pick it, who, who are you picking? You, you, I get, I get what you're saying totally. Yeah. At the start yeah. of the season, I said Liverpool would finish above them, but Did above you? Arsenal. Yeah, I think them. And so, I, for that reason, I'd kind of stick with Liverpool. But I totally get it, and I could. I think the sensible answer is Arsenal. Yeah, I think so too. As much as I hate it. Do you think Man City are done, Jim? Quickly, just quickly. Are they? No, are they, are they, no, they? No, no. I think we're just. Are they going to do it again? Do you know what I think it is? I wonder. It's a bit like you know when you've got a month to do, you've got a month to do this coursework or whatever it is, and you wait to the last week to start. I think that's Man City a little bit now. I think they kind of need to get. They keep doing this. It's not. Yeah, it's not like a healthy will... way to to succeed, is it? Yeah. I mean, it is if you keep winning, I guess. De Bruyne they, will be back and that will start to put... The, the pressure will be applied. Can Liverpool and Arsenal deal with that pressure? Because it will... Boozy, De Bruyne comes in, those guys come in and they start like popping off. Then. Yeah. But De Bruyne and Haaland is scary if they can get them both back. Um, Boovey mentioned actually that when they won the league, I can't remember which one they were talking about, but the, 
he was saying in January, everyone was writing the season off and then they won the league. And we're yeah. not even in January yet. We still got a few games. Uh, do, you, do you know what the thing that people aren't talking about is, so De Bruyne has been out for ages, right? And I think if De Bruyne's out between now and the end of the season, I would be heavily concerned about Man City winning the league. But it's not just about De Bruyne being back. It's about De Bruyne staying fit. So you can say, oh, we've got De Bruyne back. If he breaks down after three games, it's redundant. So yeah. him it's not just him coming back. It's a guy who's been injury prone that you aren't yeah, and you haven't got Gundawan to rely on to get you out of big games, or Mares as well. So it's on De Bruyne a little bit to come in and sort it or get them, you know, ticking a bit. So it's not just yeah. him playing, it's him staying fit. And I think that's that's where I really wonder now. I really wonder if they are actually going to go and do it because you know the tenacity is there for for Arsenal and Liverpool for sure. Um, also, yeah. one final fo- thing on fo- football. <laughs> Did you see Liverpool won again last night? Did they? Four nil, mate. He's killing it. I'd love it if I really, really love it if Bayern Munich didn't win the league. It would be brilliant. It'd be yeah, it'd be hilarious. Because then Harry Kane was he leave for? You've gone to Germany to not win the league. Oh, so you don't want it, you don't want him to be happy, Harry Kane. No, 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 no. Not, not if it, not if it's gently titillates you for a day. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, how would it titillate me in any way? Well, you're saying you're excited about the fact that him not winning the league, and and so this whole move of his entire family living in a hotel for a bit to go and win things because you only get one career, despite actually rather live in London and be happy with close to his family. Mm. All that being an absolute, you know, washed away in in, in disappointment. Mm. As long as that gently titillates you because oh, he should have stayed at Tottenham, then you're fine with it. Yeah. Mould Trafford. Big flange is another one. Big flange. You think that'll stick? Mould. Mould Trafford. Big flange. Big out. Oh, big flange. Yeah, that's shit. Yeah. Because there's better ones already. There's much better ones. Imposter Coglu and Cholesterol Loglu yeah. or something. Those are better ones. Cholesterol Loglu. That's really hard to say. I'm not going to try. Yeah, um, it's better, it's we, said go- we said goodbye this week to Steve Cooper, sadly. Um, or He's going to be at Palace, though. He'll be back at Palace. Oh, did he? Or as Gollum said, Steve Blooper is my favourite name <laughs> for another club. And And this made me laugh. I know it's mean, but, you know, it did make me laugh, yeah. sadly. He said, uh, re-adventure kids. Steve Cooper has the permanent look of a man who just walked out of a dark cinema into bright sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> just it, it made me, it did make me laugh. That's not mean. It's fine. It's not it's as mean, bad as a okay, headlock, okay. isn't it? Uh, okay. John McGinn. Um, I don't know if I'm bothered about this or not. John McGinn will get or should get a statue outside Villa Park. He's been there from the beginning of our trajectory. And if you want to do the numbers, he smashes all those too. Every Villa fan loves him. Now, used to hate him, didn't they, Catherine? She's not here to do yeah. herself. And also, yeah, she was here. She's had a meeting or something. But she also, mate, they, I just like Villa fans and all power to them. Like all power to them. Because I was exactly the same when we were in a similar situation with Poch. But it does. It's like they're they're giddy at the moment, and long may it continue. But it's because it's a great place to be. But they're, they're coming out with some madness. That's what I'm saying. What's the What's the madness? What in? I mean, they're they're 
I'd, I'd imagine there are players that, that have done stuff at Villa that, that, in, that that's worthy of a statue more than John McGinn playing decent football for eight months. What what could happen here is that, and I'm not, saying it, I'm not saying it will do, but it could happen, okay? Now, months. under John Gregory, back in 2000 or 99, I think it was, Villa were like top uh, in December. Villa fans tell me if I'm wrong about this, right? And they 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 fell heavily, right? The person saying that John McGinn deserves a statue, essentially what you're saying is Dion Dublin deserves a statue. Because <laughs> I think Dion Dublin yeah. or Stan Collymore deserves, I think he was playing that year. Paul Merson, you're saying Paul Merson deserves a statue at Villa Park. Slow down. But could they? Gareth. Gareth Barry, would he have been playing then? Probably. Yeah, I think he probably was. Uh, BD, I just thought this was interesting. On the question of whether this was last week we were talking about Chelsea, would they be better off keeping the academy lads instead of spending wildly? Here's a list of current players that you might have heard of that Cobham can claim. So, in goal, Balker. No idea. Right back. I should know that, shouldn't I? Uh, Livermento, right. Lamptey, Reese James, Dujon Sterling. Centre back Gay Tamori, Chalaba Colwell, Christensen Mepham, Clark Salter, come on, Humphreys, Ian Matson, Ola Aina, Nathan Ake, Declan Rice, Ampadu, Loftus Cheek, Gilmore Hall, Gallagher, Swift, Baker. Musiala was at Chelsea, was he? I didn't know that. I, I seem to remember that. I think some of these players were bought, though, rather than academy players, but go on. Mason Mount, Hudson Adoy, Elise, Raksaki, Saki. Uh, Ebui, Boga, Bertrand Traore. Oh, yeah. Abraham, Brozier, Nketia, Solanke, Brewster. It's, a, it's an okay squad, isn't it? Could have been so different. He makes a good point, didn't he? Not all bangers, but solid mid-table and you'd have a billion pound in your bank to, I don't know, build a stadium or something. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, some, that is incredible. Their, their, their production line is insane. Yeah, it's mad. So, just quickly, before we get into the Ainsley thing, and before we will then say goodbye for a couple of weeks, probably, unless the uh, patron, we'll try and get the patron going if we can. Although it is Christmas, mm. I guess it's fucking rain. Come on. Uh, right. A couple of, uh, couple of options. For, Jeez, you reacted there like there has been a sort of the clamour for a mailbag this week. But... <laughs> nah, I don't think it has. Uh, the manager, this I thought was good, Reese. Well done. The manager who has received the most, he's got to go, shouts, but has still hung on until the end of the year. David Moyes, I think, yeah, is the, is there was, the winner of that. It's in, interesting you say that. There was this, um, uh, there was this uh, graph, and it, it was. I'll send it over to you. It's really interesting. It just shows you the fan happiness. There's a survey. There's a ha- fan happiness depending on um, on five or six metrics like atmosphere, stadium, uh, squad, transfers. And West Ham for winning the trophies, their their diagram or whatever you call it, it was like a spot, like one in ones where you have little points. I can't remember what it's called. Okay. It was tiny, like they just un, they just felt feel they're, they're so much less happier than they should be. Generally, and all of right. it's generally, yeah, and all of it stems from the fact that David Moyes is still the manager. I think. And now are they are they sort of handcuffed to him because he's won a trophy now? I think they're over that. I think they're over it. They just, Short memories, isn't it? Short memories. They're very angry. They're very angry of, of what he did at Anfield, you know, the other night. Because he just, there was like, 
thousands and thousands of West Ham fans and he just didn't play any anyone worth and it worthy of winning that game. Okay. Get your answers in here, guys, uh, in the uh, chat. Uh, Tom Shrimplin asks, what's the, the Something's Happening Here award? Well, you've got to say Villa, haven't you? I don't know. I, I think you can go elsewhere. Uh, on a broader scale, could you say Brighton, obviously, it's petered out a little bit, but they are, they've become one of the elite teams, Brighton. Like, you're worried about playing Brighton these days. So for that yeah, to have occurred, yeah. I think is incredible. Playing in Europe, like they are, yeah. and they're in. They're still in Europe. They could win. You know, they could go and win the Europa League. Um, Bad, yeah. And same for Villa, mm. could win the Conference League and get in the Champions League. Be crazy. Uh, what else we got here? M- JC Football most social media impressions for appointing a manager, and the winner is Wayne Rooney. Although the. Uh, the, Burnley, the Birmingham fans, Luke, flip-flopping. Saw him on the live show. He's oh, yeah, we, well, we won this week. Hang on a minute. He's right. he despised him a minute ago. Can't keep up. <laughs> Cannot keep up. Uh, yeah, probably can't, Rooney. Rooney's a weird can't one, trust the man. Can't trust the man who flip-flops like that. Do you? Yeah, no. Difficult. How, yeah. How can you trust silly when trust him with my, my, my business? Uh, do, what else we got? Best Ainsley podcast moment. Okay, let's do this. Or best epic reframe. Best epic reframe. I'll give that to Gary O'Neill. He has made us reframe. And or Iriola. It's one of those two. Both of them. Yeah. Gary O'Neill, we 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 weren't giving it to him. But he's done well. And Iriola, we thought he was just another foreign manager about to get on the scrap heap. Look at him now. Look at him now. He's flying. Yeah. Okay, best Ainsley podcast moment. Right, now's the time. So We'd like to. What's the best way of doing this? Let's go here first. So we'd like to send a message out to the man, the myth, the a national treasure, Ainsley Harriet. Ainsley, on Christmas Day you're going to see a lot of videos, okay? And we would like to explain ourselves on our podcast. This is our podcast, James the Fly for now. And so it all began with this picture you can see right now, Ainsley. And before I get into this. Ainsley, don't be afraid. This is all being said with love. This is my co-host, Flav. Flav, you agree with this? Absolutely. Um, we, we, we adore you. We adore you. Legitimately. So this was at an event where Ian Wright was uh, being, and Emma Hayes were being lauded for their careers. And they went around all the famous people and they went to you, Ainsley. They went to you. And you did this, this stunning piece of work. Now, I was fortunate enough to be in the room that night. And I passed on that story and we spoke about it in the podcast because the the move, it was stunning. It was entertaining. It was wonderful. And we wanted to see more of it. So we put it out there. We were like, oh, amazing if like a, you know, a pro footballer or someone else could do it. Now, Ainsley, you won't be aware of this. This has caught legs, guy. Ainsley. This has really caught some legs. Okay. And so mm. now we are few days away from christmas and on christmas day we're going to be asking people to do the ainsley but what is the ainsley well you know ainsley you've been doing it for years at a very high level but other people have wanted to get to your level and put themselves out there and we've had loads absolutely loads of ainsleys just to give you a recent one this is one so we asked people if they were going to the darts this is taron taron was at the darts 
Taron is a fan of the podcast and he's a fan of you, Ainsley. And he did the Ainsley. So here is the Ainsley. Do it again. <laughs> Good. That is the Ainsley celebration. Okay. But what are the best? We've had a lot, Flav. We've been very fortunate. Mm. But what are the best? I've put yep. together the top three Ainsley celebrations. And I yeah, like... It's been a complete... It, it's been a complete celebration of Ainsley Harriet's um, moves. And like like James says, this is caught fire in our little podcast that is James right, and Flav for now. Um, I've got to say, my I, I think that there are a few. Um, you've got got the, the 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 guy on stage which was incredible in well, front of 2000 people okay what? so i've got three i've got three that i think are the top three. Oh, go on then you're gonna play them all right go on then let's play them. So, so ainsley again just to, this has gone far and wide this has gone across the country and if you were willing to do an ainsley it would be the holy grail that would be it on christmas it, day on christmas day it would be over we would we would ask no more of you than just an ainsley from Ainsley. Yeah. But people were doing it all over the country. So this is Jacob. This is one of my favorites. He's doing the bulletins on the radio to over 100,000 people. And this is him doing his Ainsley Harriet celebration, cooking away. We expected across Norfolk and North Suffolk today with temperatures up to five degrees. That's the latest. I'm Josh Barnes. Beautiful. Now, and importantly, Ainsley, you might not even be aware of this, but Ainsley, what you did, I saw in the moment, was that you you looked to make your sauce and then you would take a little dip and taste the sauce. Now, people have then gone to put on the, the, their own ingredients, seasoning, whatever they've needed. So that is an, an absolute belter. People don't know that, but he filmed it, obviously, and people can't hear it. And this is an, definitely in the top three as well. This is uh, This ben, could be number one for me. This could be number, number one. one for me. So this is Ben Lancaster, Ainsley. And uh, Ben is playing Buddy at the Dominion Theatre in uh, the showing of Elf. And this is him. Uh, was he? One, two, three, four, five along. And he did the same. He, he, he bought into the idea of the Ainsley. And at the end of his first show, his first show, there he is. Get ready. Here it comes. He's cooking away, Ainsley. He's cooking away. Loving lives. That's the influence that you have, Ainsley. That's how you've changed our lives. I know it's weird, Ainsley, but stay with us. Stay with us, Ainsley, because there's one more and it's about to get a little bit more weirder, but it's all good fun, Ainsley. Please keep watching. So this is Will. <laughs> Do you want to explain this, Flav? <laughs> I, 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 I kind of think you should just play it. But what, what, okay. what were you asked for is for Ainsley's in a, a, a natural in the environment. Wild. Yeah, in the wild, in, in an unsuspecting place. And if possible, to celebrate with an Ainsley in front of people that don't really understand it. Like, you know, probably the position you're in a little bit, Ainsley, right now. <laughs> so this was Will. Will took on the challenge. Just a bit of fun as well. And thank you to the girlfriend as well. I don't think it's dumped him yet. Um, but this is Will. Yeah, just... Doing what? Doing the Ainsley. No, no. Uh, didn't understand it, but, no, but we so liked it. We liked it. We loved it. 
that was our number one. Well, it could be our number one. I don't know. We don't know. We'll, well see. So, but so in the chat, um, as we as we make one last plea, Ainsley. Merry Christmas, firstly. Thank you so much. We've we've been having fun with this for about a month, and it came from your your spice for life, your ability to not just put your hand up when someone said, "Oh, Ainsley's in the crowd." You stood up and you accounted for, and that has spawned this whole thing. So, thank you, regardless, Ainsley. If you don't want to do this, absolutely understand. But you will see people doing the Ainsley, and they're doing it out of love. So, Merry Christmas, Ainsley. Merry Christmas to everyone as well who's got involved and done this over the last uh, well, I don't know about a month, right? Uh, no, top there's one. still time there's, there's still, still time, time as well that's there? it so Christmas Day Christmas we're all going to do it Ainsley um, make sure you do it use the hashtag we'll, we'll get it out there it's going to be great what's your number one Ainsley Flo I, look I, I love I love Will and, and obviously we've met Will and uh, since this we had to meet him after seeing this um, but for me 100% it's Ben Lancaster just it does just everything magical about that it's the distance from the camera it's the fact that it's in front of 2,000 people it's the little dance at the end uh, for me, it's Ben Lancaster, closely followed by Will. Uh, uh, special mention, for, and I think I just said Jacob Barnes, but I think it's Josh Barnes because I all the time in my head I'll be walking around going, "I'm Josh Barnes." <laughs> I'm always doing his voice, so you've got a great voice. Uh, I I've got to, yeah, it's got to be Ben for me as well. Will heartbroken right now. I'm sorry, Will, but that was uh, outrageous right. stuff. Um, but yeah, just a, another great example of the fun that we were able to have with the podcast so it's all good stuff um mm. that's all i've got for the pod yeah um, all right life's good. good uh merry christmas everyone um uh, we hope you all have a wonderful wonderful one uh flav love you very much love um, you too mate remember christmas yeah. day hashtag judy ainsley see as many on twitter as possible retweet them comment them let's just get it going bit maybe fun, get it man. trending bit of fun yeah uh, yeah, have an amazing Christmas, guys. Uh, all the best. If you want to become a patron, you can do. Link's in the description. But if not, don't worry, guys. It's all good. It's all love. Right. Ta-da. See ya.